What up, this is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Nashcast up in this piece. Snoots to the Nooch! Out of if the you movies. pick Bumblebee, I'm going to come over there and take an eye out. He could be Bumblebee if he wants to. Yeah, yeah okay. I can be whoever I want to be. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, okay, um, dude, sorry, I'll take it back. <laughs> you be whoever you want to be. We've had long discussions about it. It's probably just me being an idiot. Um, but the whole like River Song timeline, <laughs> does that all make sense to you? No. A hundred thousand dollars, right? And a hundred thousand weeping angels. Yeah, all at it on a battlefield. Okay. Well, I I think all the Daleks would be looking at most of them, so most of them wouldn't be moving, and the ones that the Daleks are looking at, they'd be shooting and disintegrating. So I still think the Daleks would win. Okay. Ultimately. Yeah, you know what? He's right. He's right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we got uh, just a, a couple more questions. We were kind of like, I don't know, maybe saving the best for last, uh, for last for you, Robbie. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the stuff on Twitter earlier on. Um, oh yeah, the questions. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. First of all, let's find out how much of a Doctor Who fan are you? What have um, you seen? I I picked up Doctor Who when. About a little over a year ago, right? When I discovered uh, Matt Smith. Right on. Yep. So that's when I pretty much discovered it. Like, I've seen Doctor Who on magazines, but I always thought, like, what is this Doctor Who thing? Like, I mm. never really got into it. Okay. So one day I decided to, like, I was on I was on a bus, right? A bus ride. I think it was going to New York. And there was a girl on the bus, and she was watching Doctor Who on the laptop. All right. But I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was a Matt Smith episode, and there was a girl that was kind of like a ghost, and she would turn red when she would get mad or something. And when I saw that, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is that? Hmm. And something in my mind told me, Maybe it's Doctor Who, because <laughs> I, I saw this guy with a bow tie, and I'm like, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's him. So I searched for it through um, Netflix and Google, and I found out that that was him. That was the guy that I saw on the bus. But then I wanted to find out what episode it was, so I just jumped straight into seven. Like I started watching that, and then I went to five and six and then i saw all the other ones and that's pretty much how i fell into it have you watched them like have you watched everything now of the the current incarnation from one up to now or 
Yeah, and okay. I even tried to see some classics on Netflix, but they only show 20-minute episodes yeah. for some reason. Like, it's not the full thing. So I saw the very first Doctor where he was like... um come check out in a minute. Um, I think he was dealing with some, not Egyptian people, um, uh, Aztecs. I think they were Aztecs. Okay. And it was it was in black and white. And I couldn't really get into it, but I really wanted to know where does this come from. Yeah. So I saw that. And like, just to pretty much sum it up, my favorite doctor is Matt Smith because he was the first one I saw. That's understandable. No, that yeah. that's cool. I mean, he had a get a great run, and he was really, really good at it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, um, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, to just to to you know, I haven't watched well a little bit of the um like the original original stuff. Hmm. Um, but I, similar to you, I'm kind of new to it. I've only like concentratedly watched it since Christopher Eccleston was a was a doctor. The two, two thousand and five reboot. Yeah, yeah. two thousand and five reboot, and even then, I started it. I only caught onto it later on, like in the middle of David Tennant's run, and then went back and started watching it. Um, okay. Yeah, Scott here is the resident seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I did I did grow up with the... Well, when I... Uh, my earliest, earliest memory is with Sylvester... Oh, no, sorry, it's not. It's um, John Pertree. And he played the uh, the third Doctor... And then I missed a lot after that, uh, for whatever reason I, I can't remember at the time. I don't remember much as a kid. And then my next uh, memory is uh, Sylvester McCoy, who was the seventh Doctor, and his companion was Ace. And then and I, I watched uh, a lot of the Doctor Who stuff. There was a couple of games out at the time, which me and my brother were, you know, we, we used to play games all the time, like ball games and stuff, and I was always the bad guy. Um, so, uh, I don't know why, I guess, cause I was younger, so I had to be the bad guy <laughs> and yeah. So, and I, and, and we, and I, and then like at that point when after Sylvester McCoy, it kind of like died for a little bit until the film came out with Paul McCann. So at that point when it died, the BBC were just doing like reruns of the older uh, series from William Hartnell onwards. So I then like ended up watching all of them loved them to bits and i was originally kind of i don't know why maybe again maybe it's an age thing or maybe i've just grown a lot in the last few years but when i first heard that they were relaunching doctor who in 2005 i was just like not interested because uh, i had that in my mind so i was like how could it be any better than what they did when i was a kid um so i was completely underestimating like tv at that point and then I think that it'd been running for about three years until I caught an episode one day and it was with David Tennant and I watched it. Uh, I walked in and because uh, my the, the missus, she was watching it. She watched it every week with her housemate at the time. And I walked in one night, they were watching it. So I sat down halfway through the episode. And by the end of it, I was like, shit, it's actually pretty good. And, uh, and then they were like trying to like fill me in on stuff that's happened. And I was like, you know, they were talking about, you know, Daleks here and Cybermen there. And I was like, you don't know fucking anything because they'd not seen the original. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I was just like, okay, you know, and, and we had, um, 
uh, we went out and we bought the 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 box sets, the series one, which was Christopher Eccleston, and then two and three with David Tennant. And uh, I mean, watched them, and from uh, yeah, I was hooked. I, yeah, and that's what like took me. That's what like brought me away from this this uh, this naive point of view of you know the moment somebody says they're going to re- reboot something or re uh, redo something that this neg- this instant negativity that goes around it and uh that that like brought me out of that sort of like that zone because like we said the movies we've already mentioned earlier on you know karate kid total recall a lot of people like the moment it gets mentioned you get this massive uproar of like oh my god no and i'm not just that on the uh, on the uh, the reboots but the various hollywood calls that they make now for example bear with me Sean, because <laughs> I know you've had it, but Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, for example, and I remember right. like there was a massive uproar on Twitter, like 98% of the world's population was like, holy shit, I'm going to go kill myself, but the moment that first picture uh, came online, the black and white one of him looking all kind of sorry for himself, uh-huh. suddenly everybody forgot they were haters, they were like, he looks good as Batman, so... Yeah, and so I'm, I'm, and I'm, and Doctor Who for me, I think, took me out of that sort of like uh, that that kind of criteria of a person, because otherwise I'd probably still be that kind of person where I would be like, you know, oh, that person can go fuck themselves, you know, for no reason other than like nostalgia. So, <laughs> or maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. Can you guys hear that? Sorry. That's no. right. Yeah. At the men, let's let's have an interview. Who is it? <laughs> it was my job calling me. I probably shouldn't have an interview with them. Yeah, then. I'm not gonna answer that. No. Last You're not week, supposed like, to I, be like deployed, are you? No, no, no. Um, okay. I didn't know that if my phone rang, it would also come up on the laptop. That's pretty interesting. Um, I have not. I'm not. Do you have an, you have an iPhone? Yeah, it's an iPhone. And, and you have a Mac. a Mac. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Are they calling okay, you through Skype or? No, but I think if you you can you can receive. Yeah, like I see the message right now. It says Apollo Lobby missed call. Because usually, um, I, I like recently, if I'm getting text messages on the phone and I'm on the laptop, they appear on the laptop. Yeah. But I never connected anything. Huh. So now this is the first time that a phone call comes in. And... You know, I just never set up anything, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's cool or weird, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, you know, Apple everything syncs type things, and and yeah. you know, just to make sure that you never forget or you don't miss anyone calling you ever, even if you want to. Mm. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got so, some questions there on the Doctor Who thingy from from Coop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can have, um, yeah, well, uh, number one, okay, so, I mean, you kind of already answered a couple, so Matt Smith is your favorite doctor at the moment, is that accurate to say? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. pretty much forever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's understandable, cool. I mean, he is an awesome doctor, I mean, I when I, I remember watching him from like from the get go and Christopher Eccleston was like for me okay 
And then when they introduced David Tennant, I was like, oh, he's brilliant. And I remember when they, when he was going to go and they're going to bring in Matt Smith, I remember, again, the uproar back then. It was kind of like the whole, when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, everyone was like, oh my God, he'll never do as good as like, you know, the last person. And I had just, I went in with an open mind. I loved Matt Smith. I would probably even go as far as to say that Matt Smith is my favourite Doctor of, um, of them all. Oh fuck! Come on, let's do it. Short interview. <laughs> I have to find that. Do you want? Do you want to get that? Find out what they want. Yeah, if you want, if you need five, do you take five? They want me to work today or tomorrow, but I don't want to. I'm off. Why? Why should I work for them? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's your day off. You shouldn't. Yeah, stick it to the man. The I'll just be like, sure, and I'll be like, hey, what happened? You know. Cool. If it's that, you'd think, like, yeah, this is my thing, like, I don't know if it works the same over there, but this is my thing, it's like, if it's that important, they'll leave a voicemail, right? Uh, yeah, maybe they did, let me check. Let's see, let's see. Uh, no voicemail. So right. maybe they're calling out to leave a voicemail. Uh, so the country is <laughs> not being... <laughs> in a... you know, if, if, it, if it is a voicemail, you might just find it something like, uh, Robbie, it's work, can, um, can you give us a call back? Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be super boring. Yeah, I want I want the voicemail where it's just like, yeah, we're we're about to be invaded by North Korea. Can you get back to us? <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... All right. Well, will you look for those questions there and stuff? No, I got, so... I got the questions. Oh no, okay. sorry. Go on. Go on. We got. I was gonna say. So, you know, you, you you saw that little bit with Matt Smith while you were on the bus. Did a bit of research and then started watching the show. Yeah. What about it kind of drew you in? What hooked you into it? Oh my god. You know what Oops. I love about Doctor Who is that if if he's going versus like an enemy or something like that, he doesn't use weapons to solve the problem. He yeah. uses his mind. Yeah. And that proves to me that he's really smart. Intelligence. So yeah. it's like he can get out of anything. Like it's almost like if he's on a plane and the plane is crashing and it's falling, he will do something to to stop the plane from falling or something. You know, like, he'll find a way. And I just thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. So yeah. the more I watched it, I was like, wow, this guy, like, this character, Doctor Who, is, like, incredible. So I did more research, and I'm like, wow, there's more um, episodes before him, like, there's another guy that was Doctor Who, and I didn't like that, so I avoided watching David Tennant, you know, and the other guy, because I was so into Matt Smith, and then I found out that it goes back into, like, you know, years and years, like, so many people have played this character, but I didn't want to watch them, because I didn't want to lose Matt Smith. Hmm. Yeah, now that makes Until sense. Until I found out that he was going to, like, you know, die and regenerate and somebody else is going to be it. Um, I want to thank Kara from Drunk Geeks. Uh, she told me about that, about the whole regeneration thing. So I'm like, I might as well try to just watch the other guys to find out how they did and how, you know, they lost their role in the Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Oh, and, man. So, you know, right, let me, I got... Right, at this point in time, I've got two questions for you. Uh, the okay. first one being, 
before, and it's not Doctor Doctor Who related. Is there a lightsaber behind you that I can see? The purple light purple. thing, because it looks like a lightsaber. No, no, it's it's a black light. Ah, oh, all right. The angry had it. It looked like Mace Windu's lightsaber. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, my second thing. Like listen to like house music, and we play, and we turn on the black light. And um, this isn't even my room; it's my brother-in-law's room. Because, oh, okay. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys through my room, but the baby was sleeping there, so ah. I was like, "Okay, let me just use this room." And um, he recently bought like a poster of James Bond, Doctor No. Okay, yeah, I, I saw said, that in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's gonna like shine really bright with the black light. So he's going to start a collection with that. So maybe in like two more months, you'll see like two more posters. And that's pretty much what he's going for. No, so, that, looks, that looks pretty awesome. Okay, so yeah, my second question. Um, uh, have you seen the end episode, or the last episode that David Tennant was in at all, where he regenerates into Matt Smith? Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw everything. Yeah? Did, did you like good episode, or are you not too bothered? I thought it was really good because, uh, you know, he said he, you know, I, he said he didn't want to go. Yeah. I, I believe that's where his words. Yeah. I don't want to go. Yeah. When he said it, it felt like he really meant it. And I just thought back on everything he ever did as Doctor Who. And I was like, wow, like he was, that's when kind of like I realized that he was a good doctor. Yeah. Like. I thought, okay, yeah, Matt Smith is still number one, but he can be number two. Like, yeah, he's really good. You know, that's kind of when I made an, an exception. Like, yeah, he he played he played a really good role. Hmm. What do you think of that, episode, Sean? I don't remember it that much. Oh, for fuck's sake! I don't want to um, go. Is this the one where he goes? He oh yeah, okay. So he goes around like saying goodbye to all of his companions and stuff. Doesn't yeah, he? that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Okay, cool. And then, like, just before he goes back into the TARDIS, he sues the Ood. Is that it? The Ood, yeah, yeah. They were all yeah, around yeah. that episode, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes in there and, yeah. Um, I yeah, think and, he's, and then it's like right, the first time, the first regeneration we've seen where he's just all like, I don't want to go. And then he regenerates and it, like, the inside of the TARDIS just kind of, like, explodes yeah. because of the force of the regeneration and stuff. Yeah. And I, no, Actually, I think I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed, I mean, the part of the episode I enjoyed more was where he goes and he kind of says goodbye and checks in on all of his his companions. And yeah, then, that was kind of know. cool. That was a nice nod to everybody, like everybody from Sarah Jane, because unfortunately um, uh, the actress that played her passed away like not too long after that, and Rose and Jack and all that lot to, yeah, to have Vicky that. and Martha. Yeah, and to say yeah. like, you know, see ya. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of cool. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find having like watched all of it and stuff now? I've um I'm torn between who my top doctor is at this point. I tend to lean towards David Dennett, but I really like Matt Smith. Um, <laughs> Cocksucker. And <laughs> I uh um but I still think that for the run that David Tennant had, his supporting cast, his companions and stuff, yeah, were a lot was a lot stronger. Like between Rose and Mickey and Captain Jack and a few of the other characters that kept on coming into it, like as supporting cast members, they, for me, always felt a bit stronger than 
what Matt Smith had in Madame oh, Vespa man. or whatever her name is and Vastra. Yeah, Vastra and the nurse soldier guy. Strax. Strax. Yeah. What what we're like <laughs> Do you have any feelings on it one way or the other? <laughs> well, I mean when it comes to companions, like I the way I saw it was okay for a while he's going to have this person with him and then for some reason he's going to have to let him go and then somebody else will come in. So I kind of took that more more lightly like okay yeah somebody's going to come and go but what I really didn't want happening was the doctor dying and becoming somebody else. Right. <laughs> but I accepted it and I to me since I saw Matt Smith first, I liked his companions more because of Amy and Rory. Like, they had this story, you know, coming together. And they went through, like, a whole mm. thing where, you know, he became, like, this uh, Trojan person that lived a long time. You know, he got killed by the Weeping Angels. And that's how that, that kind of thing went on. And to me, they were my favorite companions. But... I liked all the other companions too. Like, I never said, "Oh, this is a bad companion." Oh, I don't like them. You know, I still enjoyed them. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, Your like, favorite episode. Favorite episode was the Weeping Angels because that's when Doctor Who came to Manhattan and he was in Central Park, and I thought he could never <laughs> go there. Yeah. So I like, oh my god, he's he's in New York. Like, this thing is, like, really, you know, going places. Cool. Yeah, it's gone global. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just I just thought it was, like, that episode where um, Rory got taken away. Mm. And when Amy found out, like, you know, he's really gone. Like, that was, like, really deep. Like, you know, somebody can die even though they had their own little way to bring the person back. Yeah. But to me, that episode kind of like stood out like a lot. Yeah. So I remember I'll that always one. go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was quite a, quite a, quite an emotional. I cried. Like end to it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, mean, I was never, <clears throat> I was never a big fan of the whole Amy Roy type thing. It was, um, it had this, well, for me, it was like a roller coaster ride. They had their ups and downs and you know it was what it was and i i think it's like i knew quite early on i think like when the first uh, when the season started i knew that they were uh they, they were going to leave like halfway through the season uh annoyingly and so it was quite obvious that the way that the stories were written up to that point was like leading to that that example so i in a way i kind of wished that i didn't know that they were leaving but and i thought to myself you know when it comes and it happens and, and yeah anyone could see it coming i was like whatever they can go fuck themselves <laughs> as i say and uh, they're gonna leave and i'm not gonna care but um yeah the fact that it was to do with whipping angels which i i do love them as uh as an entity in the in the show i I mean, I don't think uh, a single episode has, f uh, has suffered because of them. So it was nice that that's the way that they went. And and I didn't particularly care about the fact that, you know, when Rory just like, disappeared, 
and the doctor is all like, oh yeah, he's back in 19 or 18 or 1940s or whatever, wherever he went back to. And yeah, he, I agree. That was a little kind of like, like we have to find a way to bring him back. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of got to get used to it. Yeah. And I, I and I get that um, because the, the the time thing, like going back on the timelines, the doctor was like, no, I can't. But it's when Amy just stepped up and made that choice. I mean, she could have like been like, okay, mourn his death, go around traveling with the doctor for the rest of my life. But no, she was just like, no, done with it. She was like, Rory's my life. That's it. And then without hesitation, she was like, boom, went back with him. And doctor was just like, left her alone. Okay, with River, but I guess she got dropped off at the next bus stop or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, great episode. And yeah, that did that tugged up my heartstrings. I was just like, oh my God, Amy! I, like I said, I couldn't give a fuck about Rory. And I wasn't even that much of a big fan of Amy, but just the way the story was written so well that, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And... I can't particularly fault that particular episode, so... Cool. Yeah. I know, um, like, I've mentioned it to Scott, and I've mentioned it to Cooper. Um, and I, oh, you know, just a... a, a, a se- sorry? I need to step out for a second. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I'll right. be right back, okay? Okay, cool. Um, I've asked Scott this, and we've had long discussions about it. It's probably just me being an idiot. Um, but the whole, like, River Song timeline, <laughs> does that all make sense to you? No. no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and okay. it's like when when they were telling me about that whole thing, about her name and things like that, I just kind of thought, okay, I have to accept it. Let me just see where it keeps on going. And I thought to myself, I think I have to watch it again just to uh, kind of like try to understand it. But I never did it. But in a way, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it does make sense. Yeah, see, I I kind of accept it for what it is. And I get the broad strokes of it. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't really believe it, right? Well, it's just in, in my head, linearly, it doesn't. It doesn't match. It doesn't work. And mm-hmm. I know that there are, there are like Scott and Nadine and Kara can probably do it as well. There are people out there that from her first appearance in the the library, whatever that one was, Silence the, the last library. time we see her, I think people have got to completely straighten their head of like what happened first, what happened last, where did things go, where does it all fit in, and when she keeps on jumping into the story. Right. And again, I get the broad strokes. But all the different bits of it, I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't follow it completely, and I'm not sure I've got the energy to go back and rewatch all of it and try and piece that together. So, I challenge somebody out there to edit a YouTube video together for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about can they just explain it in an email? There we go. <laughs> Nashcastpod.gmail.com. I think With bullet points. <laughs> I think Kara from Drunk Geeks can explain it. Now, well, I'm off. I'm okay, off right here we go. I will challenge because I've I, I'm familiar with the series and stuff. And when it comes to River Song and the Doctor and Yubnub, I, I I will challenge Kara to jump on. Let's have a chat with her. Whoever, you know, if you guys want to be involved, let's do it. 
But um, her, uh, I know Keith's recently gotten involved into Doc Two, but he might not be able to. You know, he might not know all about this whole uh, River Song business. But if Kara's comfortable enough to talk about it with us, I will quite happily have that conversation because I have seen the series enough, and I don't think it works out either. Hey, little kid. Hello. Who's this? What's her name? That's my daughter. I heard the door open, and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Intruder. Hi. Hey. What's her name? Melanie. Melanie. Hey, Melanie. Yeah. How old is she? Maybe Come Melanie on, can answer the question. Yeah. Go on. Tell us yeah, about River Song. Yeah, things really simple. Yeah. <laughs> If you have one, who is your favorite Doctor Who villain? It has to be the Weeping Angels because oh, they nice. are so... It's like they're so difficult to get rid of. I mean... Yeah, like the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly why. Like, imagine like this, this machine that can kill you as long as you don't look at it. Like, it, just, it could just kind of like reach up and, and kill you. Yeah. So you have to keep an eye on it. And for people who just come upon it, if they don't know about it, as soon as they take their eyes off it, the Weeping Angel is just like, it's right you there. Know, yeah. Kill. But they didn't take that route. Like they didn't really make it too much of a killer. But I think if they really wanted to, that could have been like um, mm. more powerful of a villain than the Daleks. But the Daleks are like a supreme race, and they're super smart. Yeah. So I think maybe Daleks versus Weeping Angels. That's maybe that could be a thing Ooh, one day. Oh, that I'd like to see that fight. Weeping Angels and Daleks. You never. We've never seen yeah. that. Who do you think would win? Um, I think eventually, just through like pure numbers, Daleks. Yeah. It's like well, yeah. I mean, it depends on like which area you're talking about. But if you're talking. Um, see, so this is the thing that this is one of the like the things I got many problems with the last se- the, the or this current season, season eight. Um, a lot of the big problems I don't have with or that I have with seven is that when the doctor, when the the M and M Daleks got created, you know the big colourful ones, the red one, yellow one, blue one, and stuff, and the, and they were like they held the doctor. They were like, well, we you either destroy us and destroy Earth, or you let us go and you save Earth. And he saved Earth, let them go. But he didn't go off t- chasing after them to go destroy them or whatever. He just like let them go off and rebuild the Dalek Empire and stuff. Or, as what it's like led to believe later on in the season, that the Dalek Empire already still existed when they go back uh, at the beginning of Season 7, I think it is, and they revisit Skara and stuff, and you've got the entire Dalek Empire there, and they're all asking for the Doctor's help to go back to Scarrow to start their asylum, which is where he first meets Clara Oswald. Spoilers. <laughs> As the Dalek. And I'm like, you know, you've got like tons of them there. And then up to the point when Matt Smith's regeneration into Capaldi, you know, you've got like uh, the, the planet there of, of uh, the picking up the Gallifrey signal and all the alien races show up. And even at the end of that, it's just down to the church, the silence, and the Daleks. And the Daleks are the, the last ones 
they're surviving go through because they're always just creating whole uh, bunches of themselves. And I mean, look at the uh, the end of season two and the Daleks and Cybermen war. Daleks were putting down Cybermen like you you know you wouldn't believe. <laughs> the Cybermen yeah, were fucking like, useless. <laughs> like a good matchup, but the Daleks were definitely just beating them. Yeah, and then that's the thing they they beat because like you said, you hit it the nail on the head earlier on. They are the the supreme race. Uh, of like they're like the, the supreme Nazis of the universe, and that's their general like kind of uh, um, directive. Even though they lose every time they come up against the Doctor, but they're always there. And they're always there in numbers. There's always like mi- billions of them. Every at the end of every season, there's billions of them. So you think it comes down to straight numbers? So if the Weeping Angels went up against the Daleks, it's just a straight numbers. If the dollar, if the dollar, um, yeah. right. If the dollar, it's a, yeah. If the dollars are the numbers, I think they'd win. Yeah. Yeah, because all because all the dollars would just be shooting at the angels, even though they're disintegrating. Maybe one of them aren't looking at one of them. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. So one on one, if you had one weeping angel for every Dalek. Uh, if it, if you had like one Dalek versus one weeping angel. I think the Dalek would win because he'd be able to shoot the statue into pieces. And not not just like one on one. Let's say you had a hundred thousand Daleks, right, and a hundred thousand Weeping Angels. Yeah, all at it on a battlefield. Okay. Well, so, I I think all the Daleks would be looking at most of them, so most of them wouldn't be moving, and the ones that the Daleks are looking at, they'd be shooting and disintegrating. So I still think the Daleks would win. Okay. Ultimately. Yeah, you know what? He's right. He's right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right for you. <laughs> yeah. Picturing it on like a video game, I'm like, I see a bunch of weeping angels here and Daleks there, and some of them have like, you know, they're not being looked upon, so they can sneak in. Mm. But eventually, the rest will just get disintegrated, so the rest will just get yeah. destroyed. I yeah. think. I think. I think they would lose some Daleks, but I think ultimately. Like from the scope of the Daleks being able to see so many of the Weeping Angels, which would render them ineffective because they're being watched. Yeah, yeah, I think they would systematically just like be taken out. So okay. yeah, what so if the, one so the... dog can just like have a field of vision on all of them? Then it's like that's it. They're all being watched. Yeah. So they're gone. That's it. All you need is a Dalek from like you know the furthest point that you can get, just watching all of them. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> They're all stuck. <laughs> so, so we basically come to the conclusion that okay, so the Daleks are the, the, the ultimate evil. Yeah. Um Weeping Angels is was well, my favorite as well, is Robbie's favorite. Um yeah. I, yeah, I still I definitely still like them. Yeah. What's your favorite, Scott? I'm sure you've told me before. Oh I know okay, discounting the master. Oh, discounting the master. Um uh so yeah mine mine's similar mine would be a toss-up i think between the weeping angels and the daleks it's like because i love the weeping angels and i think they're a great new villain to add into the series and it is it's an it's a it's a force that can keep on being reintroduced into the series like every few episodes they can just show up um like i loved the the, the last Matt Smith episode, you know, at the very beginning when they go down to the planet and uh, Clara's, like, never encountered them before, although she would have done through the Doctor's time stream. Um, although, you know, that's a bit of a mind boggle itself. 
And when they come back in there, it's brilliant. But I would probably lean towards the Daleks, probably more for nostalgia than anything else, because I remember, I remember growing up with them as a kid, you know, uh, watching them uh, with the TV series that I grew up with, with like, you know, John Pertry and Sylvester McCoy. Are you going to go with them? I think so. I think I'd go, yeah. Uh, okay. It's tough. I think I, if, like I said, if I'm not allowed the master, then yeah. I think uh, Daleks, Whipping Angels are very, very close second. Okay. Definitely not the Cybermen because they piss me. All they do is stomp around. They don't do anything. <laughs> That's it. I mean, their thing is just that they come up with a master plan. Yeah. And they try to do their thing. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, they're like, just, we're going to take over the world with uh, cybernetics. And then somebody yeah, gets yeah. involved. And then uh, that's it. They just, and all they do, literally, all they do is stomp around. <laughs> they march <laughs> I mean, from point A to point B, stomping. That's it. <laughs> you want them to hop into taxi cabs? <laughs> well, <laughs> would be different at least, you know. Anything that doesn't involve, I mean, something slightly different than like them just like stomping around, going, "You will be deleted." You know, just give me something different. It's no wonder the Daleks kicked their ass at the end of season two because they didn't do anything. But hey, what can you do? Who would win, the the Decepticons or the Daleks? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, that is. Um, um, that depends. I mean, is is Megatron transforming into a gun, or is he <laughs> <A> tank? He <laughs> can do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, what happens if a Transformer scans a Dalek and transforms into a big ass Dalek? Um, then we would probably have a very short war. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I think I'd go with, no, I mean, not just for that reason, but I think I would go with Decepticons, I think. Yeah, I think I might, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a, uh, again, there's the numbers game. Well, I mean, there's only so many Decepticons, and I'm talking about, like, the ones from the movie in general. Yeah. Like, those, like what, there's nine of them, maybe, ten? Yeah, so nine of them against, Plus, like, uh, a, yeah. against, like, a thousand Daleks. Yeah, I would have to side with the Daleks, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay, I don't, what if there were, like, shorter Daleks, like maybe 500? Do you think it's still a numbers game, or...? No, I think it's... then it kind of becomes more plausible, because I think a uh, uh, a Decepticon... I mean, they've got the, the aerial advantage, and they're a lot quicker. I know the Daleks can't, hover, uh, like, levitate and stuff, but... But don't, don't they have like a force field on them? Remember that's the that thing. That, that's, the, that's what it all ultimately comes down to. It's like one, would uh, Daleks, the main weapon, would that damage the Transformers in general? Would it you know, damage their uh, their armor and stuff? And two, would the transfer or the Decepticons like weaponry be able to penetrate the Daleks' shields that they have? So... Well, I mean, if you can, because theoretically, if you can get a, a shot into the Dalek's eye, you can mm. take him out. So well, that just blinds them. Uh, yeah. 
Right. So you have like a, a whole bunch of like blind Daleks just flying around <laughs> into each other. I mean, that, yeah. that that's a tough question. That's kind of like a whole, uh, I hate to go there because I've not been there for a long time, but that's kind of like saying like, right, if you had Star Wars meets Star Trek, you know, and you had like a, a ship from each side, the Enterprise from Star Trek meets a Star Destroyer, which one would win in a fight? Star um, Wars. Yeah. And that's where I go to every time. And nobody... Star Trek. What? I think ship on ship, Star Trek. You, but you take any take any character out of Star Wars, and they will whip any character out of Star Trek. No, with, yeah, ships. Do ships. Yeah, ships. Doesn't Star Wars... I mean, yeah. Doesn't Star Wars have those jets that can fly fast, and they can just kind of get around the Enterprise ships? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like, uh, the shielding effect, for example, the, around a Star Destroyer, the shielding effect is, um, like, right around the hull. So I do get it from a, the Star Trek point of view. When they fire torpedoes and stuff, any impact that happens will have an impact within and cause damage to the hull in that area. Whereas in the Star Trek universe, in most parts of it, the shield is a bubble around the ship. But, yes, the Star Destroyer can launch, like, a whole, like, few dozen TIE Fighters that will then, like, just attack the Starship. And the Enterprise is, like, a, what, like, you know, uh, a few shuttlecrafts that can do fuck all. <laughs> uh, I, fire a couple I, of phases. <laughs> That's I, it. I think as, as far as, like, the technology and stuff goes, uh, in the ships in Star Trek, I think it's more advanced. Right. Um, so, for example, like, you know, if... The Enterprise wants to jump jump to warp. They're just like, cool, engage. And off they go. Whereas in Star Wars, they have to calculate to make the jump to light speed and spool up the engine and blah, 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 blah. The FTL. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so as, as the Enterprise, you could jump into a battle, be fighting it out, and then if you start to get outnumbered in terms of small vessels, you warp out, and then you warp back in from the other side. Fire a fuckload of photon torpedoes at the you know, starship. Okay, well, let's so, say let's say the uh, let's say the Empire's got an interceptor cruiser there that prevents like warp drive because that's what they do. Um, what's it going to do then? Okay, well, what if the Enterprise then has got technology that prevents <laughs> the? Uh, <laughs> You're just going to like add on technology onto the, the Star Destroyer <laughs> from launching any Tie Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> just that like jams the locking bay doors shut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. That kind of makes sense. I think I th- I think ship on ship. I just it just seems like Star Trek would win. I think with the amount of turbo lasers and stuff the Star Destroyer has, I think it would wipe out the Enterprise easy. Okay, but I this is one that who do you think would win, Robbie? Um, yeah, Robbie. I I kind of go with the the Star Trek because they would kind of like warp out come on the other side, shoot. But if they do that, can they warp out immediately? Well that would de- uh, that would depend if the if the Empire has the interdictor cruiser then they wouldn't be able to warp at all but um but that's the thing, it's like there's there's nothing to say that okay, if you just had right, one ship on mano a mano, right? Enterprise, Star Destroyer. Now you guys are saying like the star, uh, the Enterprise could just warp out, warp back in. The, uh, the Enterprise, the Star Destroyer could do the exact same thing. 
But it takes longer for in the Star Wars universe. It takes longer. Yeah, but to... whilst they're attacking the Enterprise, and when it warps off, they can just be like, right, well, let's calculate the speed out of here, and let's fuck okay. off. All right, let's let's strip it down to the basics, and let's just go Enterprise against a Star Destroyer. No warping. No, no in, TIE no fighters. Yeah, simple maneuvers. Yeah, no Tie fighters. Just the two no ship shuttles. Just yeah, one ship. Yeah. Just destroyer Enterprise. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think purely based on the number of like turbo lasers and lasers and shit that the Star Destroyer has, I think the Star Destroyer would have that. See, I still think Enterprise. They've got like, yeah, a couple of phases and like one aft torpedo launcher and a couple from the four. That's it. Uh, I think they got better maneuverability. (laughs) But again, the Star Destroyer has turbo lasers that cover the whole 360 degree area, so it doesn't matter. Oh, you can't do the 360-degree stuff. They've got double lasers all over the place. <laughs> Look at the schematics of it. You dumb uh. son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll leave this one for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, right back to Doctor Who. Qui-Gon or Spock? What happened? Qui-Gon or Spock. So Spock from Star Trek or Qui-Gon from Star Wars? The good, the one that Liam Neeson played. With or without a lightsaber. Without a lightsaber. Oh. Um. Well, Qui Gon, he's got the Force. He can just like force, force push Spock into like I don't know the wall or something and just crushes his spine or brains or whatever into the wall. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll give you that. Nice. I just wanted to win one of them. But... <laughs> Did you guys hear the new title for the Star Wars movie? Yes, the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah me you, too. Yeah, do you think that's cool? That, that means the Force is gonna get serious. Like they're gonna get real pissed. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and, and like some kind of a crime or something. I don't know. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Robbie. Are you are you familiar with the uh, any of the expanded universe stories at all? No, not at all. I only know from what I've seen in the movies, you know, the Star Wars movies, and that's pretty much it. Okay, so, so, okay, that's quite interesting. Okay, so from that point of view, that, that, that this is one of the very few times I meet someone who is into Star Wars but does not know anything. What are you, what are you expecting, like, from the next film? Well, what do you think might happen? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, well, we know uh, the original cast uh, have come back. You got Mark Hamill looking very much like Obi Wan Kenobi, um, House of Ford, Le- Leia, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, what do you What are you hoping to see? Like, uh, are you Are you wanting to see uh, lightsaber fights or um, diplomatic struggles? Or, uh, what's, what's, what, what I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to please everybody, right? And they're going to try to pick it up from, uh, you know, from the last Star Wars movie, and just kind of they're going to try to show how you know there could be a lightsaber fight and it can be a little bit of a, of a public ish. Uh, they might try to include, um, damn, because. I haven't seen the movie, like, the movies in such a long time. Like, what I'm going to just try to say is that they're not going to try to make it into, like, 
some brand new thing where everything's just brand new, you know? Yeah. They're going to have a little bit of the past uh, just kind of like uh, compete with the future, basically. Yeah, you think J.J. Abrams going to like try and move on into the future and these guys are going to like just pass, pass on the torch sort of thing? No, like he's going to try to... Um... Oh, that's my job again. You know what? Let me call them back. Cause you should do it. I think call this much. Yeah, do it, man. All right, let me call. I'll be right back. All, All right, right. I'll call. I was hoping he's gonna do it like on the, on the air there, and they'd be like, you know, where are you, dude? And I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, can you yeah. imagine if I work today? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how's it going? That does look like a lightsaber in the back, doesn't it, dude? It does, yeah. That's awesome. I need to get me one of those. What, a black light or a lightsaber? Well, whatever looks like that, I don't care. That looks awesome. Hello? No, um, my church is weird. Like, they start at 1 and they end, like, around 3.30, and then they want you to stick around. Yeah. Oh, shit. Shit's going down. I know. I would have, I would have done it though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sean, uh, I would have loved to. What do you think of this? Thanks for the call. What the hell is it? Oh, come on, dude. Oh, it's a predator mask. Yeah. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Pretty why, fancy, don't you wear, why don't you wear that when we when we start up a Skype session? Well, cool. Yeah, it's pretty heavy and it scares off some people. I can't call people in. Yeah, women. Everything like, all right there, Robbie? Women. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> all right. So yeah, they wanted me to work tomorrow from like three to eleven, but I told them I got to go to church, which is kind of true because. After church, it ends around like three. They want you to stick around to mingle and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So even if I wanted stuff. to make, I would I would have had to leave like around one thirty. So hmm. yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So you think the amount of times they call you would have been like super urgent? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like three calls in a row. That just means that they're getting a lot of like no pickup calls or anything like that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, um, are you religious then? Like, or is it just a, a family Ooh. thing that? I'm only like I'm only going to church lately because we have to get our daughter baptized. Okay. And yeah. How that works is you have to go to the church and eventually, you know, talk to the father and say, "Hey, you know, we've been coming here for a while and we want to get our daughter baptized." Hmm. And he'll say, okay, yeah, I recognize you guys. You've been here for like the past month. You're cool. I mean, that's the way I feel. <laughs> okay, and then okay. Like, once she's baptized, is that it? You're done finish the church or <laughs> you guys going to keep going? Oh, well, no, I mean, she's going to have to keep going and so that she can do her like her first communion and stuff like that. Right. And her confirmation. I never did my confirmation because I was stubborn. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So you don't want her to take after you in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she could do whatever she wants, but 
don't know. I think it's our parents, basically, that they're the ones that, you know, have the iron fist when it comes to that. Because it was up, if it was up to us, we wouldn't do it. But then they'll be like, "No, you, but you have to," you know. Yeah. So, so it's like try and keep the right. peace a little bit. Yeah. 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 And yeah, no, no, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just pull us back to something for Doctor Who quickly. Hmm. Have you been watching season eight? Claro que sí. Sorry. So so yes. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it does. Ah, yes. uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, I Sorry. told you, dude. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, what are you thinking of it so far? I okay. So I think um, Peter Capaldi is a really good doctor. Uh, I love his vibe. Right um, on. He's dark. He's bad. And the way that he'll I first punch picked somebody up was remember that episode when he put the kid to sleep. The kid. Um, the kid oh, that was yeah. having the bad dreams. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Now Clara wanted to just read him like a little bedtime story, but he just kind of said, you know, he says something and he, he put his finger on his forehead, and his attitude was like. I don't got time for this shit. You know, like, let's <laughs> sleep, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So I thought, wow, okay, that was pretty cool. Because if it was Matt Smith, he would be there entertaining him. And, you know, it's like, okay, we got to go kind of thing. Yeah. And then um, he's just pretty much like he's a little bit mean, but he's still cool. And I like that. Yeah. So he, he is more of a serious doctor. And that's when I did pick that up when he put the kid to sleep. That's when he kind of woke me up and was like, oh, wow, like, he is mean. Yeah, he's a bit darker, isn't he? And then there was the episode where the moon is actually an egg. Mm. And he just put everything through, like, this craziness. Like, oh, you guys got to decide. You know, like, that was was intense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. the fact that they put spiders in that, that just put more fear into it. Or maybe it's just me because I'm a punk and I, I don't like spiders. No, I'm a punk too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. He's really doing it for me. He's he's yeah. pretty cool. So you like him as the doctor. What are you thinking of like the overall stories and, and kind of direction? Overall of the stories, um, it's the first season. So I don't intend that they go like so extreme into it but mm. if they're taking their time and they're going to pick up a point where things get crazy and you know it lets you know who this guy really is then you know yeah like five episodes into it that's cool i got no problem with that because mm. i know he's going to return the next season and things might get even more intense you never know mm. what could happen how up to date are you with the, the series? Because they've just... Oh, oh, tonight's episode was the finale. Um, so how far up to date are you with the with the series at the moment? The last episode I saw it was the Orient Express. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, a few episodes like, behind. Even yeah. if... Like, I don't want to end it right now because it feels like it's been so soon. So I think I'll wait until Christmas and I'll catch up. Mm. Ah, okay, cool. I don't want to just catch up and then it's like I have to wait who knows how long for the next season to start. 
So yeah. that's kind of another thing. I want to take my time and wait. Yeah, uh, that, that makes good. sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I would, I would massively spoil something for you then. <laughs> no, no, uh, don't spoil it. Like I'm not afraid of spoilers. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, if, I, if I'm honest, I I've watched the first four episodes. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, I I love him as the doctor, but as far as like the stories and stuff go, I was a bit bored, so I haven't, so I haven't watched any anything after that. And then okay. Scott said I had to watch last week's one, so I went ahead right. and watched it because yeah. everything is kind of standalone, so there's not. Mm-hmm. A yeah, massive that, story. and that's that's that was a big scare because I mean, like I um I'll let you carry on a second, Sean, but I'd say this the the whole. Um, the thing that annoyed me most about the series is, is like you, I loved Peter Capaldi as the uh, the Doctor. I think he's awesome. It pissed me off that they're focusing so much on the, the Clara character and the, the Pink family. Whatever sub-story they've got going on with that lot, I couldn't care less about. I want to see this new Doctor that's not afraid to punch people and stuff, who's like you know always been against violence, who in the opening episode said, you know, oh... I've made a lot of mistakes. It's time to stop running and do something about it. And he's done fuck all since then. <laughs> you know what and, I think? Yeah, they go on. are going to answer your questions in the second season. Yeah. They're, well, they're yeah. Give a little bit of what you want. If we get a second season. <laughs> they got to, you know, they got to set things up. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Sean. Go on. Yeah, come on. How do you, what do you think? Um, yeah, so there's, so there's you saw the things. last week's episode. Yeah, last week's episode. So I watched that, and there's a like a big reveal in the episode. You find out who the um, who Missy is. Who Missy is, which you probably remember from the end of the first episode. I think it's the first episode. Yeah, she she's like, in it for the garden, first like, like three episodes here and there, and she's like you know uh, like observing the doctor, and every time somebody dies, or whatever, she's welcoming into what you think might be like purgatory or something like that. Yeah, or heaven. Yeah, yeah, or heaven, uh, yeah, 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 heaven or paradise or the promised land. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I went to purgatory because yeah. that's yeah. what that's what the guy called it in the beginning. The that robot he called. Yeah, he wanted to find the promised land. land. Yeah, right. And yeah, at the end of the episode, yeah. she's kind of like God for me. Like she's the one that makes all the decisions and she brings these people up here and she's like, "Oh, welcome to heaven." Okay, now here's where we have to ask the question: Do you want the spoilers or not? <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, let's have them. Yeah. Go on, okay, Sean. So, all right, so you find out in this episode, then right towards the end, that uh, she is Mrs. Yeah, Missy is short for mistress, and she's and called the mistress because, because as a female, she can't very well be called the master. Yeah. Oh, so she minute. is. So she's the master. Yep, she is the master. Yeah. Oh wow! So how that's. So that's interesting because how does she have this power where she can, you know, call these people up to this kind of like other dimension? What's well, the thing is, it's not another dimension. It's on Earth. Yeah. It's all, okay. It's on Earth, and basically these people are dying, and she is uploading their consciousness. You know, what like the moment they die, into uh-huh. a uh, Gallifreyan or a Time Lord, like storage device hard drive basically okay yeah and then using that device to strip them of their human emotions and then re-download that consciousness into an upgraded cyberman body yeah 
Is there a like? Is there like a Wendy's around the corner from this? Because <laughs> that's that's very interesting and wow, like yeah, like yeah, like I'm not afraid of spoilers. Like I'm still gonna watch the show. Yeah. Like it, so, I was even more excited. I so yeah, but I I watched that and I'm not the biggest fan of Cybermen. They look a little bit different. Stomp, 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 stomp. stomp. <laughs> but yeah, they do look a little bit different to how they did before, like a different kind of exoskeleton or armor or something like that. Um, and maybe it's just the actress that's now the master. Uh-huh. And maybe it'll get better in the next episode. I don't know. But it kind of felt very like underwhelming. Mm. And when she said it, I've been dying for this character to come back in, okay, in whatever master, incarnation yeah. it does. And it, but it played it off quite like very, very subtle. And he, as the doctor for this season, or what I've seen of it, is coming off more of as a badass. Mm. You know, he's kind of that more badass doctor. And he went into such like fear mode the moment he heard that. Yeah. He was petrified the moment he heard that. And I was just like, whoa, okay. That was a, a, not quite what I expected. Um, maybe, I maybe because he wasn't ready to deal with this person the master you know i think he's i think it for me my first reaction to it was because I, I i got the same thing you did sean was the whole like you know it did seem like he was generally shocked and there was a fear factor there there and he was trying to like comprehend of like everybody else in the planet was like how and stuff and because people have been asking me dr he fans who know me and i'm like well it's the fucking master because the last we saw uh, the master got like closed into the time war and therefore like time locked with all the, the rest of the time lords and stuff. And we don't know the demise. He saved the doctor in a last uh, ditch effort after he find out after he found out the torment that they caused on him. And that was like the last that we've heard. And now all of a sudden he's back. And I said to them, because Stacey was uh, was talking to me about it, and I said, well, look. One, he's the master, so he's a genius of, like, everything, uh, which is one of the reasons why I picked the name Master. And, like, two, going back into the Time War and the Time Lock and stuff, he would have ag- had access to all kinds of, like, Gallifrey and technology and weaponry and all that kind of stuff. So, and the fact that we know that Gallifrey wasn't destroyed, it was just, like, misplaced in time, he could have easily found a way out of it like that. You know, yeah. like click of a finger with like the devices that they've got, which has brought them here. And through, and like I said to you um, on very earlier podcasts, even if he had been like tortured and killed uh, so many times by the Time Lords, you know, he would have regenerated so many times. And eventually, they've always talked about the possibility of, you know, that uh, the regeneration process can, they can like choose to take the form of a woman. And they've done that with the master. I can't say I'm like happy about the choice of the actress that's playing it at the moment, but I think the storyline is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's now primed. Like, I would be interested to know, like, from a plot point, like when we left the master when he was played by by John Sim, Mm. he ended up helping the doctor in the end and going after the guilty party, you know, the president or whatever his name was. And now when we meet him again, or her, that character. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems to have affection towards the Doctor. Yeah, she seems to have some affection towards the Doctor, but is hell-bent on, like, Conquering destroying the or mm. ruling Earth. 
Yeah. So what's happened to this character in between? And because if you've got affection for the Doctor, then you have affection theoretically for what he cares about. I think what it is, having like grown up with it and the the uh, the the relationship between the two of them, I think they're always going to be bound together and tied together. And I think that even like towards the end, when it wasn't necessarily the Master turning good at the end of the last time we saw him when he turned against the Time Lords and decided to shoot the shit out of them, that wasn't necessarily him turning good. That He was still bad, but he was like taking out the, the bigger evil that was there at the time. Yeah. So, like, coming back, he's still got that kind of, like, that connection to the Doctor and that kind of borderline obsession as well. But because of the whole... Um, staring into the time vortex thing, he's always going to have that um, take over the universe type motive. I think he's always going to have that, or she's always going to have that. Whatever, it's always going to have that. <laughs> um, I think that's just going to be like part of. It's, it's always been like part of the character and stuff, like good or bad. It's just it's just part of you know who the master is. And yeah. I and I and I liked what they've done with the story. Like it was always bad, and yeah, he did kind of help out and save the Doctor in the end by turning on the Time Lords. But let's like uh, let's like play that 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 scene out. Let's say that you know he was fighting the Time Lords, he's shooting energy at them, and he goes back into the Time War with them, the Time Lock. And let's say he kills them all. Why would he stop there? He wouldn't. He'd carry on. He'd be like, right, let's go back to what I was doing. Galactic yeah. domination. So he'd find Gallifrey and technology and stuff and bust his way out of the time lock, which, you know, Daleks seem to be able to do left, right, center. So why not? Okay, cool. So, yeah, sorry to spoil that, that little bit for you there, Robbie. Yeah. Uh, don't, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. I asked for it, and I'm totally cool. Uh, hashtag spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, I think, oh, yeah, oh, the only other question we had left from uh, from good old Cooper as well, uh, Robbie, I, I don't know if you, if you do have one or not, but I don't know if you answered it with the whole Amy Rory thing, but your favorite companion, would you... Would you say it was Amy or Rory or both or? Yeah, it would. It would be Amy. Yeah, Amy specifically. No, no, wait. I take that back. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Clara. <laughs> oh yeah. Because, wasn't at one point she was actually inside of a Dalek, but yeah, she thought she was human, and then eventually she came back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's her. It's different incarnations of her across his time stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like her. I like okay. her because ever because ever since like the first moment, I I kind of like saw her. I thought like, wow, like she she's pretty cool. Hmm. I got to be honest. I think. Well. Yeah. Damn it! This that see... was in season seven, right? The. It was, yeah. She gets introduced yeah, into it season seven at the very beginning. Yeah, and that's then, the first season that I ever watched is Doctor Who. So yeah. Unless, like, like, Amy and Rory mid season, Amy and Rory uh, like, taken out by the Weeping Angels, and then Clara comes into it full time after that point. Mm -hmm. And it's explained at the end of the season that, yeah, she's 
um, like in the Doctor's time stream. So she's seen like every incarnation of him and every life that he's led, etc. Which is quite cool. It's quite emotional as well. Um, Yeah, see, even I find that like a tough question to ask because I still have the nostalgia from the original series. And even to Mm -hmm. like break it up, if someone said from just the new series 2005 onwards... I would be really torn between... Rory can go fuck himself for all I care. But it's... Uh, yeah, down between like... Oh, man. I was going to say Rose then, but like Rose, Donna. She was awesome. Rose, Donna, Amy, Clara. In season seven. Eight. Yeah. Eight, she can go fuck herself. So... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Let's, let's, let's scratch does, her off the does, board for that. Does, does Jack count as a companion? Uh, officially, he well, according to the, uh, there's been like various polls over the last I, year. I don't think so. Yeah, well, I, I, over the last like polls that they've done in the last years of like, you know, oh, vote for your best companion here and there, and especially in the Doctor Who magazine, Jack does apparently count as a companion. And the thing that annoys me about this is that they've counted him as an, a companion, but not handles. And Handles is like the best companion the Doctor's ever had. So they can all go fuck themselves. Handles uh, is the, uh, the, the Cyberman head yeah. that he has in the last... that Matt Smith has in his last episode. Oh, really? They count him? No, they don't. They don't. Oh, they don't. But they oh, should. Because he, he is the longest-serving companion the Doctor's ever had. And most loyal and trustworthy companion... And yeah, they don't they don't include him, but they'll include Jack. Uh, is it Harkness? Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll include Jack, which travelled with him like you know what four times or something like that, three times. Well, I don't think they should have included him. I think that was just something for the fans. Yeah, because he was his own character who had something going for himself. Yeah, once he was first shown, so he was just like you know this other like time lordish kind of guy hmm. in that series and then he somehow like joined forces with him <laughs> Fun, you know it's a good story you should um i would definitely recommend going back and watching them all because well jack yeah. gets involved in, in from the very beginning well not the very beginning but se- season the one yeah no it's with Chris season... eccleston yeah he comes in at the end of yeah. season one he's in the last three episodes of season one and it explains okay. his condition because obviously he goes on to lead early uh, Torchwood, and it explains yeah. his immortality. Yeah. I have, just just as a side note, have you watched Torchwood, Robbie? No, but I I've been thinking about watching it. Yeah. Should I? It's yeah, it's really good. It's a lot darker. Yeah. Okay. It's completely adult oriented. No, is no it kids. still ongoing or has it? No, no it's, it's finished. It's finished. It's run for four seasons. Four seasons. Four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was four. They, if you had to like categorize it, I'd say they had the the Sarah Jane Chronicles, which yeah. I would say was like that for kids. You got the Doctor Who for like broadband, uh, broadband, broad range, like everybody. Torchwood adults, yeah, okay. It's adult oriented for definite because I mean because of the the language and the sex scenes in it, you know it's for adults only. And the, and the, and the the violent content, especially oh yeah, that's in it. the last few seasons, <laughs> it gets quite um, you know quite violent. Um, yeah. but I thought it was I, I really liked it, mm. really really good. Um, so all right, give, give, what's your answer on your companion there, Scott? 
Uh, oh, my, my fate. Uh, oh, man. You're not allowed to have handles. Not allowed to have handles. No, if I'm not allowed to have jack, then you're not allowed to have handles. Okay, can I separate mine from original and new then? Sure. Okay, so original, my favorite companion would be Ace okay. because she kicked ass. And I think the new doctor, Capaldi, I think, uh, taken like a bit of attitude from her in his re- regeneration because, uh, like Robbie, you said earlier on, the doctor, you know, the, the fact that like he never uses weapons and stuff um when he's in like all these situations although he has started to get a bit more violent in in the latest series uh ace ace always used to run around with bombs and weapons and stuff and whilst the doctor never particularly approved of it he did let her use them you know if it meant that they could escape whatever peril they were in um so that's old school ace and i'd like to see her come back i'd love to see the doctor just run into her again back on you know some sort of deep space station somewhere in the universe you know just randomly come across her i think that could still work that'd be awesome current um and i'm not i'm not allowed to have handles no okay so i'm not going to pick clara so it's probably going to be a toss-up between can i have canine (laughs) no no okay (laughs) Um, you're, man, you're harsh, dude. Okay, yeah. so I'll probably it'd be a toss-up then between Rose and Donna. I think, and oh man, that's tough. If you could have handles, would you have chosen him? Yes. Yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> handles would be yeah, that top of my list, best companion ever. Apart from that, I think I'd, I'd have to go with Donna. I mean, I, I love... Uh, I'm sorry, Cooper. I love Rose, and I love the um, uh, the the interaction between her and the Doctor and stuff throughout the entire seasons. I love that. But I really like the fact that Donna's... like She was one of the first companions that wasn't um, attracted to the Doctor. She was just like her own character like the boss of her own little world sort of thing and even like experiencing you know the travels with the doctor she still tried to take charge do you know what i mean sean yep and robbie <laughs> it was like and because I, I, I with rose like i said it was cool it was awesome but then after that it got a bit boring you know martha came along it was the same thing oh i'm in love with the doctor but he doesn't notice me and i had that sort of um the, the, you had the same reaction with Amy when she first came across the Doctor too, despite the fact that everybody seems to deny it. There was like a love thing there, or an interest or whatever. Yeah, for a there while. was a love thing, because she got to like kiss him, but then... Yeah, she was know. supposed to get married, but she wanted to have like one quick fling before she got married, and it just happened to be with the Doctor, her fancy yeah. boyfriend, and... Yeah, a lot of people were just like, oh, no, it was just because he, she was scared and he just happened to be there. I'm like, bullshit. She's uh-huh. been obsessing and fantasizing over this dude since she was a little girl. Yeah, she was making moves on him. Absolutely, yeah, right? See, Sean, you and everyone else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this Dr. Amy Pond thing. See, she had a thing for him. And then, like, you know, he was all like, oh, no. Because she, not only did she just try to kiss him, but it was a full-on type thing. She kept trying to put him down the bed, make out with him and stuff, and he had no idea what he was doing. Unlucky for him. 
<laughs> but yeah, she put out all the moves that she knew, I guess. So, and then he went and told Rory and got his ass kicked for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Donna, I think, best companion. Because, like, the Rose thing is like, yeah, okay, you fall in love with the Doctor, fine. Martha, fall in love with the Doctor, oh, okay, fine. Donna, didn't fall in love with the Doctor, cool. Okay. Amy, fell in love with the Doctor, okay, cool. Clara, fell in love with the Doctor. So, uh, Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, oh. redheads are hot, and... Like, not to be a complete dick or anything, and I just to go like a throwback to the DS podcast, but Donna's got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair play. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she's got a have you seen them? <laughs> They're huge. You know, I first saw her like in her own show, the Catherine Tate show. Yeah, yeah. My wife somehow discovered her, so we saw like a couple episodes, <laughs> and then I saw when she came into the doctor, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, what is she doing here?" Like, <laughs> then I thought, "Oh yeah, she got her her start here, and then she got her own show." Yeah, that's um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I because I think the first time I saw her, she was in the Christmas special episode of Doctor Who at one point. Yeah, as, um, the, uh, as but, the bride or something. Yeah, before, yeah. right, yeah, just before Martha got cast. Yeah. Whatever her name is. And so I was like a year a year in advance. And then, yeah, so I knew her from that. And then I found the same thing, the Catherine Tate show on YouTube. And, yeah, I actually found it quite entertaining at the time. And then on Doctor Who, she was brilliant. And I don't think she's done anything since. So, <laughs> no, she's out and about doing doing stuff somewhere. Is she? Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. alrighty. I'm, I'm assuming she didn't just quit. Uh, yeah. well, I don't know. <laughs> Man, she's going to have massive curly hair when she grows up. I, I can see it. Yeah. My wife has a lot of curly hair too. Yeah, where's she from? Oh, uh, she's from here, from Boston. Of course. Oh, yeah. You're saying you're on yeah. Um, ethnicity Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm can, Dominican. You can ah yeah yeah see that's where the hair's coming from. You yeah. can see that. Yeah, I can see all that curly hair and a strong New Yorker accent. <laughs> Boston accent. Oh yeah yeah. Did Boston well, have if, accents? If she if she grows up in Boston, she's gonna have a uh, a Boston accent. Bostonian. Uh, Bostonian. I'll, I'll, I'll try to interfere with it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put some hoop in there and some some New York in there, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. So you want to just find as many books on tape you can with with somebody narrating in New York <laughs> and get her to listen to them. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> yeah. I I I was I heard something earlier on that apparently the New York accent um, comes originally from obviously American, uh, Irish, and I think it's Italian. Uh, those are the three key things that make up the the New York or the New Yorkan as I call it accent. Um, do you guys know anything about that? I don't, but it sounds okay. Yeah, because there's a lot of <laughs> yeah, <it> does, yeah. <laughs> like I'm putting, it, I'm putting it together in my head. I'm picturing, 
you know, like back in the times where they were all together. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound all yeah, right. Yeah, because I, I was listening, well, we mentioned Smodcast earlier on. I was, um, oh, and Impractical Jokers, you know, um, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers? Okay. Yeah, he's on, um, well, he does a couple of podcasts, but yeah, he's one of the Impractical Jokers. And yeah, I was, just, I was listening to an old show that he was on, and. It was him that said that that the the New Yorkers they used to they came from like all kinds of different places like Ireland and uh, Italy and stuff and hence the the various kind of like mafias that you get as well because you've got like the the Irish mob in there and the Italian mafia and stuff and God knows what else at this point the Russians as well I think are in there at some point now but they didn't used to be so I was like oh yeah so that kind of makes sense now but. Yeah, I don't know. Your country is probably like as messed up as ours, where we we've, we've got so many of everybody in it at this point. We don't know who's who anymore. So, yeah. nor does it seem to matter either. So, it probably makes sense that it's those three. Yeah, Italian actors, and um, those, Italian, Italian and Irish have yeah have the, you know because there is a, a heavy presence going back yeah uh, far to make that accent. I don't know it's cool. I like it. Hmm. And it works in uh, Sons of Anarchy too, doesn't it? What? The... As a storyline. <laughs> the link up between America. I haven't seen either. You haven't seen the Sons of Anarchy? No. Oh my god. Well it's gonna it's gonna finish it's gonna finish soon and then you can okay. just catch up on it whenever whenever uh, time deserves. Again I'm pretty positive like most of the series are available on Netflix in America, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I'd yeah, recommend going to check that yeah, out. I see it on Netflix, but I just kind of like skip by it. I'm like, you know, I think I'll watch something else. Yeah. It's um, it took me years to get around to watching it. When I finally did, I got into it. But mm. um, I did the same thing. I uh, I watched the first episode when it first started, and didn't really feel it. And then it wasn't until I think season four was done, a friend of mine made me watch it. He just said, "You have to do this." <laughs> yeah. So I like in in the space of about I don't know ten days I watched all four seasons, and uh, yeah, love it. Great show. Yeah, and then you like did the same thing to me. You were like, you've got to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I remember like I wasn't particularly that much in the mood. I, I tried watching the first episode, walked away from it, and then one day I went back to it, watched it, and really enjoyed it. And I hammered, I don't know, the first three series like in a row. And don't get me wrong, there were quite often times that, because I get fucked off with the, the main character in it, Jax. He pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. So, right, at the end of every season, I walk away and I'm like, oh, he's such a dickhead. And it, it pisses me off. But I keep going back to it because I tend to like not, I tend to focus on all the little side stories that are going on, not the main one. And I don't know if that's like a deliberate thing that they did or, or not. And I'm not sure about. Yeah, they did it just for you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they knew I was going to podcast about it one day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, all righty, cool. Well, I think we've got a, a good session in here. Um, uh, I think, are we all happy to, to wrap this one up? Yeah, I was going to say I do need to kind of close it off because i got an early start tomorrow. Yeah, well, Sunday. Yeah. Working? No. No, church? No, <laughs> uh, no actually. Me, I'm the church guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. yeah no, what I, are you I, doing? I, I, is it a woman? 
Uh, yeah, my mum. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's fine. I, I can, I can uh, yeah, enough said. That's fine. Right, Robbie, well, um, all I can say is thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to chat with us and let us get a chance to, because it, it's been so long that all of us in the, uh, the, the, the podcast community and or what I'm calling like the, the, the brotherhood of podcasting, um we've like you know we've seen your tweets and stuff we've interacted with you and it's nice to finally be able to just like find out a little bit about yourself and spread that word and hopefully what i'm hoping to do is the next time have the three of us chatting and we'll get old uh, cooper involved as well because i've noticed a couple of tweets you saying that you've missed her i don't know if it's just because of the accent or the good looks or both but um i'm sure we can arrange to have her involved okay right well guys we'll uh, let's end it there and um yeah thank you robbie thank you sean and we'll catch up with you guys all real shit well soon well soon general sure always a pleasure scott good journey good journey good journey, good journey. Good journey. So this could be classed as another special edition of Nashcast, or is every episode special? I'm. If every episode is special, then nothing is special. Right. Fosters. Also, there was there was some alcohol in there. Yeah, there was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fosters. Ah, Fosters. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I found the can of that once. And I gave it to my brother-in-law. <laughs> you didn't try it? No. No. Not because not I wanted to. I mean, I did. That's why I took the can because it was like, you know, perfectly sealed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had it in the fridge and then like a week went by and he was like, can I have this? And I was like, um, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and did he enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah, it. it's nice. It's, it's a good lager. It's, um... It's a bit of a lie because they're all like you know Australia's finest beer, and they don't even they don't make it or sell it or serve it in Australia at all. Wow! So um, advertisement. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even this one says Melbourne. They, they they must actually sell it in Australia. No, they don't. They but have to. Every Australian I've spoken to, they said there's not one single bar. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna research this out. That. And then this one says Melbourne, established 1888. Which I guess maybe it was originally, but I guess at some point after that they moved over to Europe or something because they don't serve it in American bars. Which is like that. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Australian bars because that's the one thing that gets all the Australians. You know, they because they've they've come over here on holiday. And when I used to work in uh, the car rental company, they we used to have tons of them come over. And they'd all say the same thing. They're like, oh, we see the, these fosters all over the place. And it's like, Australia's finest beer. And they're like, we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's nowhere that serves it. They've never heard of it in some places. And yeah, I'm like, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. your fault, Scott, isn't it? You're the one that did the advertising. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm secretly like a multi-millionaire, like, you know, advertising mafia type dude. Very shifty and shady and suspicious. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All so. right. Well, there we go. We learned something about Foster's today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Foster's and apple juice and a glass of water. That's what I've been drinking.
<laughs> Sean, have you been drinking tonight? Yeah, coffee and water. So you need to get a beer in your hand next time. That's yeah, I, I, I just came ill prepared. Yeah. Not and bad. I got no, no, no alcohol in the fridge, which is unusual, but I had nothing. Uh, man. I know. Disappointing. Hey, cool. I drank more than enough a few weeks, weekends ago to tide me over for a few weeks. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.